So Gas Network presents sports for the culture. I'm here with the family. Price XXV Double I. Rome. Dimelo. We're flying. T Buggy Man. This is the greatest sports show on the planet. La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. Let's get it. We back. We back. Your favorite sports show. The best sports show on the internet. It's, 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 internet's a pretty big place. Uh, let's get it popping, man. That's your boy at Bryce XXV double I, aka Mr. Big Leaguer, aka my mama's favorite gas panelist. As always, I'm joined by the gang. Start my guy, bottom right. Introduce yourself. Hey, T Boogie, man. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wash your hands, wash your ass, defund all simps. If you watch the pre show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um, we got some good topics. I'm ready to go. Like let, let let's get it, fellas. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bringing that energy early. I like it. And you know what, man? A part of me wants to bring the uh, the simp conversation to the main show, but I feel like we gotta leave it there where it's at. We gotta leave it there where it's at, but because the, the content is crazy, you know what I'm saying? But we just gotta leave it there, though. We might have to elaborate on that. That might have to be a recurring a recurring theme on the uh, on the pre-show. You feel me? Uh, so let's keep it pushing, man. Uh, bottom left. My, first of all, shout out to my hey bottom left, man. We appreciate the shirt, <laughs> bro. We appreciate that over here. So Introduce yourself, sir. Look, man. The closer we get to football season, the more you're gonna see it. You got to get used to these W's. We're gonna be getting a lot of them, man. But. Uh, this, this is going to be a simp-free show, man. We got into that simp conversation on the pre-show. This is going to be a simp-free show. So I hope, I hope, I hope everybody that subscribed to the pre-show got their knowledge. If you don't, if you need some knowledge, get that pre-show because we, we don't do nothing but drop knowledge in that. Uh, if if you're brand new, you don't know who I am. My name is Young Rome Twenty Two. All the loyal listeners, followers out there, you already know what it is. You come for the sports, you stay for the culture. If you new, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, man. Let's let's get it started. Bro, they they. They they call it for you for the new D line. <laughs> they said they said we can use you out there, bro. Hey, I got some time, man. I'm not I'm not too far from John Allen myself. <laughs> right down the street. Man. Hey, B, you wild, B. B, keep him coming though, man. That's my guy. Uh, last but not least, what up, guys? Top rough line. Good ass sports. And Rome, you funny you talking about simping because you was just simping talking about them that dubs. That was low key a simp comment. We're going to be getting a lot of them. Oh, okay, bro. <laughs> Yo, this man, this man be simping for Jalen Hurst, though, the whole time on the hey, show. Bro, I'm not simping, bro. I'm not simping at all. That Prescott trajectory, I'm just saying. That's all I see. Philly that. fans are the perfect example of a simp. They'll, they'll simp for their superstars, and then as soon as they don't get what they want, they throw the big fit. Oh, I, I never liked them anyway. Nobody will turn on you like a Philly fan. Everybody knows that though, bro. They they boo Santa Claus, bro. Hey, whatever, Santa man. Claus? Hey man, it's called accountability. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's get it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, first, first thing on the uh, on the agenda tonight, we gotta we gotta get to the goat, the goat, the the best one of 
definitely one of the best tennis players of all time, possibly the most decorated tennis player of all time. I'd have to look that up, though. Uh, Serena Williams. Uh, I think she's got the most grand slams on anybody, right? I think so. Uh, Serena Williams has announced her retirement. And, uh, I mean, what more can you say? But uh, definitely the GOAT that, we, and that we've seen in our lifetime. One of the most dominant athletes we've seen in our lifetime. Uh, and did so over such a long period of time, you know, had such a long span of being dominant, which is always, to me, the most impressive part, right? Because as an athlete, as your body breaks down, are you able to find other ways to compensate, you know? Like, we saw that with, like, a guy like Kobe. We've seen it with, like, other athletes as well. Like, they get older, but they still elite, cause they, you know, they're they playing with their mind. What do y'all, what did y'all think when y'all saw Serena retire? Because a part of me felt like, she probably could have kept going and probably could have made a run or two, you know, a couple more runs at, uh, at some grand slams. Uh, Tim, start with you. Um, to be honest with you, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I, I say this ever since Serena had a child, I feel like um, she's really invested in being a mom, you know what I'm saying? You know, her shift that shift from being an athlete to, to being a parent, uh, especially for a woman. The toll it takes on her body to get back in shape. Um, I, I feel like I heard her talk a little differently, and honestly, I, I wasn't mad at that. So I, I knew, you know, once she had a kid, I could kind of tell, like, all right, she she's had it, she's accomplished enough, and she's ready for that next stage in her life, and I'm happy for her. So, um, she's still playing at that level. So I'm, I'm maybe not the top. She's probably not the number one ranked tennis player, but in my mind. Um, from what I've seen, you know, what, 23 uh, Grand Slams, 14 doubles, 70-plus singles, like, extremely decorated. You have – what else are you playing for? Uh, so I wasn't surprised. I'm, I'm happy for her, and I'm hoping she, you know, kills it at her next endeavor, whatever that may be, and I kind of feel like she will. Yeah, Definitely. And, you know, it's, it seems like she'll have the opportunity to essentially do anything she wants. I mean, I wonder if she's going to be one of those type of people that rather just disappear. Because um, she kind of strikes me as that a little bit. I mean, she likes being in the limelight a tad, but you don't get a, a ton of, like, in-depth Serena Williams interviews. You know what I mean? You never had that one-on-one -on -one Serena Williams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember saying that because I feel like it would have been a huge deal. So I wonder if, you know, some people, especially some some people that are truly great at their craft, sometimes they're like, yo, let me just get away from that limelight. And I wonder if that would be her. Look, when they start making movies about you, you're kind of, kind of on the back end. So, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's also wild for them to make a movie about you while you're still playing. That's yeah, that, Giannis, too. Giannis has got a movie. That, that, that shows the greatness, you know what I'm saying? So... I feel like Serena's one of those when we talk about greatest athletes ever, she's in that conversation. And, um, that's a huge accomplishment. I can't take nothing from her. She might be on that Mount Rushmore of at least greatest American athletes ever. Um, you know, if you start talking about athletes and you're talking about Mount Rushmore of athletes that ever roamed the earth, like there's so many people that we don't know and that other people would be considering. When it comes to American athletes, man, like, damn, Serena Williams ain't on that Mount Rushmore, like, yeah, she damn near close. Like, if Tiger Woods is on there, Serena got to be on there. You know what I'm saying? And like, like yeah. they're both probably close for the last, uh, the last few decades, we'll say, the last half century. Uh, 
Let's let's keep it pushing, man. Rome, what did you think about Serena Williams when you heard her her retirement, man? Uh, any, any any thoughts? Yeah, man, I was I was kind of surprised. Um, I hear T with with T saying about being a parent. I definitely understand that side of it, but um, personally, man, I was I was kind of surprised, and I'm kind of hoping that she pulls like a Tom Brady type move and and unretires here soon. Because like to me, she I'm not even that big of a tennis fan, but she kept my eyes on tennis. She got me interested in tennis. Um, and I'm, and I know I'm not just the only one. She brings a lot of attention to that sport, to the, to the game. Um, so it, it sucks to see her go, you know, and it's, it's almost like no one's ever going to be able to really fill those type of shoes, but it's like, how does the sport keep eyes on it or keep that type of, you know, uh, superstar appeal when you, when you lose someone like, like, like we just said, they they make movies about, about you while you're still playing. Like, that's next level. We're talking about her being one of the greatest American athletes of all time. So, I mean, like, it sucks to see her, um, you know, leave the sport because as someone who's not even a big tennis fan, I love to watch her play. And that, that pretty much says says it all to me. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe she like like we said, she can do what she wants. Maybe this is just a, a short retirement. She comes back for a little bit and retires again later. Who knows? No, nah, I'm with you though, bro. Like she brought eyes to the sport, especially from our communities. Um, like, I, like to be honest, bro, I was never really a tennis fan until like Serena and Venus. You know, like and being mm-hmm. young and your parents watching them, your grandma watching them, telling you about them. So like that's how it, that's really how it happened for me. It was older folks around me telling me about this story they had heard about. You know what I mean? Which was kind of the same with Tiger Woods too, but. uh when I started watching them so much, after the women's matches, the men's matches would come on. So after Serena's match, then I got introduced to uh, Roger Federer eventually. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. at the time, I really gave I didn't care about no tennis at all, and I watched the male sport because I watched the women's sport. And you know what I mean? And to this day, I'd rather watch the women's sport when it comes to tennis before I watch the male sport, which is one of the few instances I feel like that happens for me when it comes to athletics, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, just, it, it, it's, 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 it's crazy to think that Serena and her sister Venus as well have had that big of an impact um, on, on that game, uh, at least in this country. Uh, Scrub, what do you think about it when you heard she retired, man? Honestly, I'm not surprised at all. Honestly, I mean, what else, what else does she have to prove at this point in terms of competitive ability um, you know, she's proven to be the greatest tennis player of all time. If not in the conversation, she is the GOAT. Uh, so there's nothing else to be proven. When you've won that many titles, you know, what's like another one at this point? Her um, brand, her image, what she represents is bigger than anything else greater that she can accomplish within the sport. She's already reached the apex at this point. So, you know, at this point, her, what she represents is a is a global brand. She represents a, a story, um, and, and really just a a, a, a trans a transition of the sport for to come from where she came from and to become what she became. It's 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 an incredible story and it's inspiring. So her as an image as a role model, she'll never not be that. She'll continue to be a role model and she'll continue to use that to build her brand and continue on whatever her next chapter is. When she dropped the announcement. Hey, she always come out with them little cute little pics with her and her little daughter and stuff. You don't think that's inspiring women everywhere? 
The only thing that's inspiring the next generation, the only thing that's inspiring the, the next Venus Williams, the next Serena Williams, like, yeah, it is. So, I mean, you know, she's a legend. And really, that's all she has to do moving forward is just represent that. And she could do that from she doesn't she could do that by disappearing. Like that would be interesting if she do that. But I think she'll continue on with a global business brand. And that's what I see uh for her future. Um, but yeah, she's the greatest of all time. And she represents hope in uh the sport and really just a great role model for women. Um now she's being a um, a mother, and that's a that's a full circle for, for, for women, uh, because she lived a fucking career to the greatest, the highest spectacle. And now she's going to live a life and be a, be a, be a mother. It's a beautiful thing. I think all women is going to look up to that. Yeah, good point, man. Good point. That was well said. Well said, my boy. Uh, shout out to Serena Williams, one of the best athletes of definitely, I think, of our uh, of our generation. Easily, uh, easily, when you talk about the last generation, and when I say our generation, I do use that pretty loosely. But I guess when I say that, I'm talking about the last 20 years. I'm talking about the last dub. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even say 25. Let's say 25, you know? So I try to count like our age and we, when we were old enough to really remember it. You know what I'm saying? And I got to go stretch it to 25 because we are all different ages. You know what I'm saying? But let's say the last 25 years, Serena Williams ranks where on athletes to y'all? Like where do y'all rank her? Like where how, where does she stack up next to Tiger? Or next to LeBron? Next to like just in your head? Not even I might even ask you to look at the stats and you know and and really I might ask you to get too analytical with it. Yeah. Like where in your head do you think she ranks off the top of your head? You don't even got. I would top five I would, without even having to think about it to look. Top five. I would top five without her, having to look. She might be top. She might be top two. I she would put her above LeBron, but below Tiger. Above LeBron but below Tiger, I can see that. I can see that. Nah. Cause Tiger, yeah, her and Tiger to me are the most comparable. But I see what you mean, though. She might be one, bro. Tiger, she's because she's, she's yeah. She might. She might LeBron. be one. She's definitely above LeBron. And then remember, remember, I'm saying greatest athletes, and I'm using that. I'm not using that loosely. When I say greatest athletes, yeah. I don't necessarily just mean best. But I feel like greatest, you have to be one of the best if you had to at one point been the best really to be the greatest you know what i'm saying yeah, that's fair and uh but, but, but greatest transcendence you know and like she's up there right uh t what yeah. you think top five you said last 25 years yeah, yeah but let's say years. last 20 let's say last yeah last that's a quarter quarter century that's about, like two, that's, that's about since 2000 basically more uh, yeah. yeah like 97 uh, you know, I'm a little older than you guys. So 2000 for me is like middle school. Um, so I, I have a sharp memory of all of that. And I would say Rome hit the head on the nail. I will hit the nail on the head, my bad. Um, she's below Tiger and above LeBron and Kobe. Um, what what Serena did, right? So this is a little bit before y'all. Um, the, the Sampras and Agassi. So tennis was kind of popular in the 90s. Sampras and Agassi was a huge deal. Uh Agassi with the Canon Rebel camera and the ads and um, yeah, I remember that actually. So, so yeah, eyes were kind of already on tennis, so to speak. But uh, Serena brought an entire culture to tennis, uh, and I have to put her behind Tiger only because Tiger was the sport. I don't think Serena ever was the sport, right? Serena and Venus were a huge part of the sport. 
if 80% maybe, you know what I'm saying? But there was always a, a federal, there was always an adult, there was always another draw. Uh, Tiger was it. Yeah. Notice this yeah. is a segment, since you asked the question, um, there's a lot of people that didn't even know the rules to golf before Tiger. But just, just to be frank with you, you know, a, a, a par, no one knew what a par was. I mean, yeah, nobody you, knew none of that. But at the same time, I I'd, think, say, I'd say nobody knew what love was either, bro. No, that's not so, true. Uh, I don't think people knew what love was before. Like, I'm not, and I'm not talking about. I'm talking about people like, especially like, I know, especially from the black community, bro. Like Venus and Serena Williams, bro. They they brought so many people, right. so Man. many young black women to that sport, bro. I'm not. Like, there's no Naomi Osaka without like Venus and Serena Williams, right? But show 100%. me the Naomi Osaka of PGA, bro. You know, ain't right? nothing. Not ain't to nothing. say like it, it ain't nothing, bro. And, and, and not and not to say that that hey. Tigers, not that, that not to say that what I just said diminishes Tigers' legacy at all. But it is just to say that like Venus and Serena did something that that's, Tiger didn't do. It magnifies that's, the greatness because it shows tangible deeper, results and it actually it's shows deeper, it's deeper. It shows, that's it deeper. shows the cause deeper. of the That's deeper because for the for the that same reason, absolutely a huge contributed to the greatness. You got my man Tiger mixed up, bro. Tiger's in a different stratosphere. When Tiger didn't nah. play, uh, the whole sport took a ratings hit. Not not yeah. one tournament. The entire sport took a hit. Uh, the uh, Sports Center. Wasn't showing, uh, man, show golf without Tiger. Showing Mickelson and those guys, and and Tiger ushered in a whole new class, the, the DJs and the Rory's and stuff. But like, I see what you're saying about Serena. She brought our culture into tennis because we didn't care after Ar Arthur Ashe, right? But Serena and Venus were, were <laughs> you know, I'm a little older. We didn't care about that. Venus and Serena are phenoms, right? Uh, I got a book that I grew up with in my house. It was like the most um, up-and-coming, influential black people. Venus and Serena are like 9 and 10 or 11 and 12 or something in the book. But they're in the book. So they brung our culture into tennis. But Tiger was the entire sport. And to a certain degree, he still is that sport. So I'm, it's no slight to Serena and Venus, and but they're under Tiger. But two on this list... Still amounts to like, like, nah. bro. You're. It's you're, all. It's very nitpicky because they're all I great. I gotta deduct. I gotta. I gotta add points to Serena for 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 inspiring the next generation and showing tangible results. And I got a lot. I gonna lie. I gotta deduct a little points from Tiger Woods for all his scandalous shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep it a hundred with you, bro. At least, at least. Because yo, auto what Scruff saying. Auto what Scruff saying is is mad subjective. He's well within <laughs> his right to include it in greatness, though. Because when you talk about the great no. athlete, that's I, no, part of why no, LeBron's look, great. Look, this is why I say this, right? This is why I say this, bro. We did our Mount Rushmore the NBA a few weeks ago, right? And I put Bill Russell in mind for the exact re the exact opposite of scandals. You know what I'm saying? I put Bill Russell in mind because he was, you know, the he was the prime example of what it was to be an upstanding citizen. You know what I'm saying? And he was fighting for civil rights while he was doing these things. That's like the that's like the exact opposite of having a whole bunch of scandals to your name. You know what I'm saying? So like, but, but, is this, this greatness? 
You gotta be able to count something else against that. Is this the is this the same scrub lion? Scrub, right now you're gonna try to take down Tiger for his scandalous behavior. But meanwhile, oh Deshaun Watson's definitely gonna get a job. He's definitely gonna find his way through this. Don't worry about that. He'll be on the field. But we're gonna tear down Tiger. Oh come on, bro. Come on. Come on. What I'm saying is predictive of society, and I can't control what society does. But on the list of my greatness, I have total control over that. So, motherfucker, yes. So, Deshaun Watson's greatness, when we're ranking NFL QBs, that, that must take a hit due to his Bruh, scandalous yeah, he behavior. Got scandalous, but he got, he's obviously a deviant person. Period. What did, what did Goodell say? Predatory behavior. Hold on. All right. All right. We, we, we have had hella Deshaun Watson combo. So, let's bring it back to Serena one more time, though. Yeah. Nobody. Serena Williams. So she's Serena up Williams, let's just get consensus, yo, of athletes that we could put above Serena. Because okay, we got to put Mike. Tom we Brady Mike? And that's just it. Tiger and Michael Jordan. I mean, maybe. Jordan. Jordan is no. Years. I mean, ninety. What ninety seven? Ninety seven. What did he do after ninety seven? For I mean, that was last year, right? So he would have had a chip. He was, he was that active. guy, Brad, No, we won't count him. We won't count him. We won't count him. We'll, we'll go out, I guess. In the we'll last go, 25. All right, cool. We'll go Tiger. We'll go Tiger on the list. Brady. Brady's on the list, nope. bro. Brady's he's on, on the list, list but he's not he's, he's not above list. he's not above Serena. He's not above Serena. Bro, he like damn near Joe Biden's age, still winning the Super Bowls. Bro, he's definitely on the list. <laughs> nobody is watching football because of Tom he's Brady. Not, he's not he's not above Serena. He's not, he's not about football Serena. is still football without Tom Brady, but you can't tell the story of football without Tom Brady, though. At the same time, well, you can't. Football would still be football with or without him. Tennis wouldn't be what it is today without Serena and Venus Williams. You kind of got to package that together, but tennis wouldn't be what it is today without them, in my opinion. At least in this country. I I mean, I just feel like very Tiger Woods clones than we have Venus and Serena clones, or just Serena in general. We have more Tiger clones. Yeah, but. Yes, but I, maybe, maybe, and and I see what you're saying. But when we're talking about it, we're talking about you know influencing an entire like culture of people to to indulge in the sport. We still haven't had another black. We haven't been another black. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Are you talking okay, about but style of, style there's a, there's so, so like many reasons. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he's talking about play style. Are you he's talking, talking about, about bro? tiger swing. I don't know any. That is Bro, besides yeah, all these, ball, all, yo, the, bro, all bro. the, all the, all the young golfers are literally tiger clones. They're all mimicking the I, game. They yeah, might not, yeah, they not might not I look man, like man, us. Uh, what's my man? That's my man. Swole, uh Was it Bryson? Something. He's not mimicking. He he's not mimicking tiger at all. He's, he's how many twice as far as tiger. To, to to me, the reason we don't have black golfers is is the same reason we don't have that many black baseball players. Like, how many golf courses? Are are in the hood? Like how many how many how many uh, young black kids are picking up a golf club and and going to to a golf course? Probably like, where's where's that at? Probably the same amount of tennis courts, Ron. What are you talking about, bro? There was there was <laughs> tennis courts when I when, I don't know <laughs> there's a tennis court in my head right now. Like they got Bryson DeChambeau, they got <laughs> Tiger, Serena, LeBron, Brady, Dylon. Hey, go ahead, bro. Hey, yo, hey, go ahead, bro. Dylon. That threw me off for a second. I'm like, all right. Oh, <laughs> Who's man, that? You got me. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't even – I don't even know if you should put Brady in front of uh, Cristiano or uh, Messi, to be honest with you. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Messi, not Messi. Messi, might yeah, have Messi's to, up there. Messi's ahead yeah, of Brady. I feel that. Messi's I feel that. different, bro. Messi different. So, I mean, I, I, top five. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think I've said this on the show before. You know, what I'm saying Brady, Brady is Brady, but like, you know, Rome, you on a youth football scene, you you see any kid that want to be Brady? Nah, yeah, nope, nope. Not, and you know who else got to get in the conversation? Mac Jones, and that's it. <laughs> hey, look, hey, bro, Floyd got to be in the conversation, bro. Floyd Mayweather got to be in the conversation. Nah, nah, we're taking all the scandalous behavior, and he falls right out the the conversation. Floyd's not that was scandalous. That's true. <laughs> what did he do that was scandalous? Didn't he serve thirty days for domestic violence? Oh, that's not scandalous. I mean, it wasn't as loud as Tiger Woods. <laughs> 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 hey, I got, I got no comment on on, on Floyd. He, he's not, he's not on my list. Floyd, Floyd, and Brady. Floyd's top ten, though, bro. Like, I get Floyd top ten. Nah, yeah, he he deserves his roses. He deserves his roses. Was Mike Tyson the last twenty five years? Or was that before this no. cut off? Nah, Mike Tyson would technically be the last 25 years. He had Then I'm going fights. Mike Tyson, man. He had his biggest fights. What, Evander Holyfield? That was after 97. Had to be, right? That was like 98. He bit, he bit an ear. If I'm that throwing like boxers in there, I'm going with Mike. I'm might going with Mike Tyson. He, it might have been 2000 when he fought Holyfield. I don't know. I can't remember, but that's it. Nah, Floyd, Floyd definitely in there, though, because even if you – He's the he's the man that you love to hate. Like even if you don't like Floyd, you want to see somebody whoop his ass, and then you never you never really get that satisfaction. But like he's he's definitely in that conversation. I'll say what what makes uh what Floyd actually tangible uh tangible entry for this list is his 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 gross uh, revenue that he's made. This guy made more money than anybody. He made more money than like no, no, Floyd, Floyd's in that top five. He, he, he ran off with the bag. You gotta be somewhere in well, there. All right, bro. let's let's oh, narrow God, down an actual respect. top five, bro. Let's narrow down an actual top five. All right, all right. So we can all agree with Jordan in one. That's agreement. We good with that. Yeah, I guess. All right. I mean, is it the last twenty five years or? I thought we were leaving. Right, okay, let's let's put it like this. We're all agreeing that Jordan's in the top five. Let's do it like this. Jordan is yeah, one. So we ain't gonna rank him. We yeah, yeah. If he's in it, if, what I'm saying, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so we can all agree. We're just gonna get our consensus out the way, and we can okay. rank them later. So can all Jordan right, the consensus? Absolutely. Serena's a consensus. It sounds like she's definitely in absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, Serena's a consensus. Tiger's a consensus. Absolutely. Yes. So really, bro, we got two spots up for grabs because I don't know if we gotta. I don't know if Brady's a consensus though. Is he's like nah? Brady is Brady. A I don't think he's top five. I think he is because of the, the nobody's factor. Hold on. Yeah, I, he he did he doing what for for old people? That's a I, demographic of people as well. You know, what I'm saying? old people are out there usually retiring for football way before Brady, bro. And he's doing it at a high level, so that's got to be mentioned. It's great. It's goatable. Everybody get their last two. Brady. All right. So you got who you got, bro? Brady and who else? Who's your last two? Ah, I'm about to go with Floyd, bro, because the money. All that right. amount of money. Yeah, craziness. I think my last two, yo, all-time athletes. 
Yo, I, I, I think I might gotta put Bolt up there too, though, bro. Oh. Yep. I think Bolt might be in my. It might be in my. Oh, he, he might be, Bolt might be my four, bro. Because Bolt went crazy for like yeah. in, in, in unprecedented fashion, bro. Yeah, he uh, was for, something different. For a pretty long reign too. Had a crazy reign. Yeah. So Bolt might be in my top five. It's like a couple. Floyd might be there. Yeah. It's Jake Paul. Floyd Kyle. not top five, bro. Hey, hey, D Money, come on, bro. I have hey, to say Jake Floyd out. Hey, hey, give, give it another twenty five years. I'll take Floyd out now. I put Bolt in, Floyd out. That's how I'm going. Fuck it. You got Bolt in, Floyd out. Yeah. So Bolt yeah. and who? Bolt and Brady were your last two, right? Yeah, I gotta go with Brady because he's forty five and he's balling. So uh, I respect that. I respect that. It's hard to argue with that. All right, all right, wrong. Who who you who you thinking for these last two? We all got a consensus three, and I, and just to rewind one real quick, our consensus three of the top five athletes in the last twenty five years: Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. Those are top, those three are in there no matter what. All right, wrong. Let's hear your last two. Uh, I'm going four, Messi, five, LeBron. I like it, bro. Cause like LeBron, I was just thinking about LeBron, and I, I feel like Messi got. I know, I know. T T is gonna shake his head until it literally falls off his shoulders. Uh, I know if Chris, if Chris is somewhere watching, he probably just turned it off. But LeBron is top five, bro. I know, I know. You don't want to hear it, but he's top five. Respectfully, I don't think LeBron belongs on this list. No, sir, not at all. Nah, nah, he's, not he's at all. in this conversation, man. Yeah, I'd he's say definitely he's in the conversation, but. I'm putting him over. I'm putting him over Floyd. Um, who else did you have, Scruff? Brady. You putting him I'm over putting Brady? Him over Brady. I'm definitely putting LeBron over Brady. You're saying that LeBron's greatness in the sport of basketball is it's better than, than Tom Brady's greatness. Tom Brady's in the sport of yes. football. That's a fucking lie. Wasn't greater than no. What are you talking about, bro? LeBron is better than Brady, bro. That's what I'm talking about. All right. When, Le- no, when LeBron's winning chips at 45, come talk to me. LeBron hey, carried that hey, Cavaliers wait, 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 team. Wait, wait. Be careful what you wish for, Scruff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. First hey, of all, that, that's still it. on the table. That's still on the table. It's still on the table. Let's we'll talk about that. All right. That's fine. Bro, I'm happy you brought LeBron into this conversation because unlike these two guys, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. No question deserves to be in the conversation. The question is, does he make that top five? He does not. I'm putting him over Brady. Like I'm putting Messi, him over. The thing is, I feel like Messi was better at what he did than than LeBron was, and I also feel like Bolt was better at what he did than LeBron was, and I feel like on a grand scale, they're probably greater as well. A um, little harder to quantify for us, judging like a, a soccer player, because that's international. That's international. If you go, if you talk to people in Africa, man, they're talking about, you know, Manchester United playing Liverpool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you talk to people anywhere in Europe, they know all these different leagues like the back of their hand, not just the league that their country represents. You know what I mean? They know La Liga. They know the Premier League. They know the, what is it, the Bundesliga? I don't know. I can't pronounce the German league. But y'all know what I'm getting at, though. It's like they know them leagues like the back of their hand. And uh, I feel like Messi's impact. Messi probably greater, bro. Messi has so many records, bro. Like, if soccer's been around, it's been around. Forever. So, if have the amount of records he has, it's kind of crazy, bro. Yeah, Messi uh, is the, he's the, Messi's the Jordan of soccer. Yeah. Well, no. He's the Man. next Jordan. Because he, Pele is the Jordan, bro. Yeah. 
Pele is the George of soccer, man, if you ask me. And I feel like Messi is that next guy, you know, since Pele. But he's like LeBron. That led, I'm like, putting I'm putting up. LeBron over Bolt just for longevity. I think I go our consensus top three, and then I throw in uh, Messi, and I throw in Bolt. That's fair. I feel like you. I feel like those two guys have been, you know, top of their class. Yo, Messi won his first Player of the Year in two thousand nine. It's like the Ballon d'Or. It's like the big award for soccer player of the year. It's an international award, so it's the best player in the fucking world. He he won it in oh nine, and then won it again in twenty twenty one. That's crazy. That's a crazy reign right there of being like the best. You know what I'm saying? Being like the best or one of the best. I think Bolt yeah, I deserves that. that. I agree with you on that Bolt one because, like, man, the way he was winning those races was like crazy. Like, you see the pictures. Like, you're like, bro, these guys are like nowhere near this guy. You know okay. what I mean? Like, that's Damn. straight domination. Man. See his. Your internet speed ain't as fast as you saying Bolt, though. Not at all. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, 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 T, uh, who you got in that last five? I think you're the only one we haven't really heard about that. They last five, but who, I mean, the last two for that five. And this is worth something like we should make a graphic and put it out online, like, because when I think about it, right, there, there's so many great athletes. I mean, I'm talking. Uh, Tony Hawk, Sean White, Michael Phelps, Simone Biles. Like, there's so many great athletes within the last, just, I mean, just the 2000s alone. But for me, I gotta probably go Kobe and Bolt. And, and I'm gonna tell you why. Kobe, to me, right? We, we listen to not, a lot of great guys, LeBrons and, and the Bradys. Kobe is more iconic, right? Um, kids know Kobe. Uh, the pros still wearing his shoes. Um, when his wife speaks, she has the world's attention. Uh, Kobe is iconic. So I want to throw Kobe on that list and not just because I'm a Kobe fan. And, and Bolt, uh, Bolt is also another international icon. I mean, what he means for uh, track in Jamaica, what he meant for track in the whole West Indies, and how long he was dominant, how dominant he was. I mean, finishing races, jogging across the line and, and and breaking records that have never been broken before and still haven't been touched. Um, I, Bolt, is, Bolt is different, man. You can't talk bad about Bolt in Jamaica. You can't. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You're looking crazy. <laughs> like, you, you asking for, you know what I'm saying? You asking for trouble. Like, it's not too many places, and too many players. Like, you can, you can badmouth Kobe here and you might be talking to a LeBron fan. They might agree with you. You can't go too many places in bad about uh, Usain Bolt and people going, they're going to be looking at you sideways. So I'm going to throw Bolt there. But I, I think this is a great discussion. I think this is worth some sort of poll, graphics, something. I, I'm curious to see. Yeah, what, we do got to uh, click right. something up. It, it, and not only is it worth the graphic for this top five we're talking about, but it's also worth us diving into a top 10 eventually. So let's table this. And you know what, yo? I was thinking when you was talking about Kobe T. Like yo, who else besides Randy Moss with Mossum got something that's like iconic with people yeah. say it when they do something? Who else got that? You know, who else has a fucking like verb? Bro? Verb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> who else got a verb besides Randy Moss and Kobe, bro? Like everybody would just walk by and be like, Kobe. 
Like if you if you Kobe. put a piece of paper into a trash can, bro, you go and say and you say anything after you go and say Kobe, bro. That's iconic. That's iconic, yo. You can't take that away from the man. That's that's iconic right there. Nobody had that before his passing. You know what I mean? So like, that's real. I that's being an icon living too. So man, R.I.P. True. Uh, that's a good discussion though. We are gonna have to get into a top ten about that eventually, bro. Because I feel like. You started naming some names like Michael Phelps, who deserves his flowers. Definitely. And then, like, you know, where does – if Kobe doesn't make the top five, because it didn't sound like that was consensus, but if we had to knock him down, if our consensus list knocks him down to six, seven for Kobe, does that mean – does LeBron make that list? Like, are we – you know what I'm saying? Do we – who who else do we – T, T going to have LeBron at number, like, really? 28 on the like, – like, come now, on, At the man. end of the day, bro, let's be, let's, be, let's be respectful to the game of all those different sports, right? I know we was talking-ish about different sports before. There's many sports, right? Yeah. And LeBron is not the greatest basketball player of all time, right? We can all agree He's, on that. We, right? are, we, have, we have the greatest basketball player of all time ahead of him. Okay, then. So then how many more basketball players can be in the top ten? Not that many. <laughs> good point, though. <laughs> good point. I see what you're saying. Because you know it's like, I mean? yo, are we, waiting, are we giving extra weight to the sport of basketball? Right. But at the same time, prize. though, you oh, guys have to. But, yo, but Scrub, if you're talking greatness and basketball is a, is one of the highest revenue generating <sighs> sports and also dips into fashion and dips into, like, culture more than probably in a, any other sport, <clears throat> then that contributes to greatness, too. So Maybe. hard to cap greatness, bro. Like I gave you the I, I, I would say I gotta I would say out of all the sports that basketball will probably have the most players on the list. Yeah, I mean just a cultural impact alone, like I, I feel you. And we also are looking at this from an American centric viewpoint. So we got to keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? End of the day, we're gonna be doing that uh wait, what's this? Don't forget Kristen. Yeah. Goat in her sport and inspired future generations. I agree, T. I still yell Kobe. That's a new leave all Everybody does sport. that. Hey, shout out to D Money, man. We we, we, hey, we on the same page funny. with that. Career Stephens, uh, she 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 crawled so Brittany uh Brittany Renner can run. <laughs> Bro, uh, it's not Brittany Renner, it's uh Tiana Trump. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Stephens is a billionaire only OnlyFans. Yeah, she came out in the wrong generation for sure. She did. Right? She was ahead of her time. She, she, yeah, she could have. She, she uh, girls gone that. wild. It's a bunch of little ahead of their times. But <laughs> yeah, I was watching the documentary. That was wild. Where she killed that? I don't know. G. She killed on making top five, top ten. That's what I'm saying, like, how many top ten? Yo, top ten. The top ten, like greatest. Uh, damn, do you push Shaq over Bron? Hell uh, no. Nah, I'm surprised. Nah, I'm surprised. You know, G ain't throw a baseball player at us. That's a good point. Their Jeter probably, probably deserves to be in this conversation too. The problem for is with the greatest baseball players is a lot of them are tainted up. You know what I'm saying? Because Alex Rodriguez yeah. would have been a prime candidate for this list. But he's well, not. the way the way T was saying, you can't badmouth certain people. You can't really badmouth Derek Jeter in, in certain areas. Of, yeah, of you New can't York. put him in the top ten athletes of all time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's top ten, but he's probably. Oh, I he's I feel like, like we would. Definitely we would get some debate on that. One of the most respected athletes, Derek for sure. suffers from the same thing that Brady suffers from. Like, bro, it's hard for, like, th- those are teams that have so many players. It's hard for one guy 
to specifically dominate, right? You got to attribute a whole lot of other factors. Yeah, right? that that is the problem yeah. with football yeah, and baseball. Yeah. It's it's very hard to like Randy Moss as great as he was. It's hard for him to stand out. You know, what I mean, he's, he's not gonna well, be able to accomplish what a basketball player is. Yeah, if you're being honest, in, in sports, it, it is hard to quantify how much of your contribution went to uh, to winning. And I'm gonna change the topic here just a little bit. Because, like, this reminds me of the, the thing we were talking about in the group chat the other day with Mike James, man, former Nets player. Uh, he's been bouncing around the league a little bit. And he's a good player in his own right. But he came out and basically paraphrasing here, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to look, look the quote up on your own. But basically it was like, you know, Steph is a little overhyped, I guess. You know what I should say, right? I mean. He called him one-dimensional. He called him one-dimensional. There we go. He called Steph Curry one-dimensional and said – he felt like his top five players in the NBA, if you drop them on any team, they're going to do what they do on any team. But Steph Curry might not be the same in another system, in another team, or, you know, he might not have the same uh, Im- impact. And we had this conversation. I was like, bro, I feel like you drop Giannis on any other team in the league, any other, any 29 other teams in the league, they're, they're, a, finals, they're a finals threat, bro. Like, if you, even if you take away their best player that's currently on their team and replace them with Giannis. They're still a final threat. If you add Giannis to any other team in the league, they're a final threat. I don't feel that way about Steph Curry, bro. Like, am I off about that? Like, how do y'all feel about that? What Mike James said. I want to just touch on this topic real quick, and we'll keep pushing. Man, I, this made me sick, man. I'm, I'm tired of this stuff, bro. I really am, bro. I'm so tired of this stuff, bro. Like, when you great, they always just gonna find a way to discount your greatness. You know what I'm saying? Like, Steph Curry did – he obviously he had a great season. His team's great. You know what I'm saying? We talk about the system. All right. He's the system guy. Oh, okay. Motherfucker, he is the system. What are you talking about? He's Steph Curry. What do you mean? So I'm saying, yeah, he is the system. The whole system was built around him. Okay. Yeah, you could drop Giannis on any team because he's a fucking freak of nature. You could also drop Giannis probably in the, the National Football League and he'd probably be an <laughs> outstanding player in that too. So, like, what are we talking about here, bro? I'm All not right, taking flowers sure. away from Steph Curry. Sure, let, let me ask you a question, right? Yes. You remember when back in the day, i say like the late 90s, early 2000s, even to the time with the, with, with, with the Redskins at the time, the 2000s, Mike Shanahan had his own blocking scheme. And yes. it was like whatever running back Mike Shanahan was plugging in there, bro. Yeah, they whatever running back he was plugging in there was yeah. doing numbers. You know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. was getting because it was that system. He could find the perfect fit for that system as long as he had the right old line. It was a thousand or fifteen hundred yard season, close to a two thousand yard season for a lot of guys that ended up being no names outside of that year or two, right? Um, do you think there's any chance that not not saying that that's Steph Curry situation, but do you think there's any chance that the system and the surroundings benefit Curry more? Because we did see when the, when everything wasn't bright and sunny over there, they was in the playing game and got bounced. So like you don't you don't think anything of that? I think uh, I mean I think I think obviously the system helps, but I think that, that you can't like say that oh because the system. Okay, then create a better system then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it All is. Right. Like that's part okay. of that's part of the strategy of sport. Sports not just based on athleticism who's the strongest, fastest, you know, beastliest player on the planet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, there's a lot of other factors that go into sports. Strategy and strategic is part of it. Having clutch ability is another element of, of, of sport. You know what I'm saying? All these things factor in. So I'm not taking away anything from Steph Curry 
And I think, yeah, you're right on that statement. Yeah, you could throw Giannis on any team. You know what I'm saying? But you could say the same thing about Shaq, you know, in any era of that basketball, the same type type time. But, you know, we wasn't putting him in the top ten. It's just – I don't know. I'm not trying to discount Steph. I don't. I think you could put different – I think you put him on a different team and he'd be still great. But, I mean, yeah. It's all part of the – it's all part. It's, it's just like some bull it's – a, it's, it's, it's a bullshit conversation. All right, we, we, we won't we won't gotta stay too long on it. Subscribe. Nah, I'm not saying no, no, no shame. No shame. Well, I want and Mike James has no right to be talking about Steph Curry. Let me add that. He has as much of a right as you do, Scrub. Scrub, I got Steph Curry. All right, he's at he's an Uber. Like you can't tell this man his right to talk about Steph Curry. I'm giving flowers, I'm not taking them away. All right, what'd you think, T? I got a question. If if you trade right now. Or let's say last season, Steph Curry for Trey Young. What happens for both teams? What does that mean for both teams? What does that mean for both teams? Uh, straight up, before this, you season, know what I honestly think about that. I think that the Warriors are about the same. Maybe they don't win the chip, but they nah, they're the a little bit worse, team. bro. They bought the same team, but but the Hawks, they will still be that same. Whatever first round exit squad they was this past year, bro. Because they had to do it with him. They needed the perfect storm to do it. That's what I'm kind of asking. Does If you trade Trey Young and Steph Curry right now, right, because we, we want to assume that Steph Curry's in a different atmosphere as Trey Young, and, and he created Trey Young. He did. He did create What Trae does Young. Steph Curry do to the Hawks? And what does Trey Young mean for that Warriors team that also has Jordan Poole, that also has Clay Thompson, that also has John Kaminga, that also has, you know what I'm saying, Trey don't you know that Trey Young wouldn't exist if Steph Curry didn't exist? No, that's a fact. But but I also <clears throat> agree with T's point, yo. The Hawks would not be that much better, bro. But the Warriors would be about the same. Maybe they don't win the chip, though. Maybe they don't win the chip. The Warriors wouldn't be. So then they're not about the same. Team. Then they're not about the same, bro. See, the Scruff is right because the, the problem with this conversation, man, is it, it just undercuts Steph Curry too much. And I get. I get what, what what the point is. The point is that like Steph's in a perfect situation. The the system benefits Steph. His teammates, it's a perfect storm. I think I, I said that to T on when he when he retweeted it. Like it's a perfect storm, and you can't really be mad at that. Like right. Steph has everything that he needs, and he's cooking with it. So that that's not his fault. It's not his fault that the system works. Um, I, I hear what everybody's saying though. If he, if he went to the Hawks, it would it they they don't automatically become a championship team. I understand that, but maybe they should implement the system that Golden State implements because it seems to make him a championship player with the Warriors. So I just feel like we got to watch where we go with these these right. Steph conversations because right. it, it, it ends up becoming, oh, we trade him for Trey Young straight up. It, like, he's better than Trey Young, bro. We, like, let's not do that. Yeah, first of all, that would never happen. Second of all, it's all this hypothetical nonsense. And see, these are just not facts. These are just not – they're not reality, bro. This is this some, like – Fantasy, uh, you know, shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna discount a guy because of the situations. Like, I'll put an example like this in, in, in a way that the fans can understand. Yo, everybody say Geraldo's their favorite panelist, right? Put on let's create a show with Geraldo by himself. Let me see how smoothly that joint went. Right? He's lucky he's on the Warriors, you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a it's a process. T is a fucking mastermind anti, you know, switcher of conversations, but he needs somebody that's going to fuel that shit. Rice and tea together, you get them in the same room, it's a fucking, it's, you know what I mean? You manipulate the conversation. You're great at your shit, man. But, you know, together, it's all the collective, bro. And, and, and that's part of the greatness, bro. 
Right, right. That's a part. That's a part of greatness. But, but, is that equal to somebody that did it all on the all on a lonely? You know and what I, I'm saying? Like, that's the real question about it. it. That is greatness. But yeah. like, it's like, are we? Could we? Like, we got. We let's say let's say our show gets an Emmy. We start getting Emmys for the best part or something, you know, for the best. We shout out. To, we already have gotten awards for the best, you know, sports and culture podcast in the nation. So shout out to the uh, to, to to that the people that ranked that because that was lit. But imagine, let's say we get the Emmys, right? Could we be like, yo, we greater than Oprah? <laughs> it's like, yo, Oprah did that joint on her dolo, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where? How do you weight that, or do you weight that? Yeah, that, and that's you, part of this. They're just different. Bro. Do you add no weight to being system transcendent? Giannis is the system. No matter where he goes. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple guys that, uh, a LeBron, uh, they, uh, MB, like, no matter where they go, they are the system. I don't care what you're running. I don't care what plays you're calling. These are the, the guys. Yeah, but so how does Steph not make that list? Because the system is passing – at moving the ball, moving yourself, and shooting threes and, and creating open looks. It's like literally the same thing they do in the WNBA. I think that was to you, Scruff. That was from G. If, if you if, – Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. Compare them boys to the WNBA. Yeah, no, nah, you ain't nothing without your entourage, uh, G. You feel me? It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that – he is the, the favorite gas panelist. Everyone knows. You that. know what I mean? No, nah, G's Q rating is through the roof, bro. G, G yeah, is. it is. It is. It is. It is. It really is. It really is. You know, y'all watch uh, what's that joint? Uh, damn, what's the show we watch on the Amazon Prime? The superhero joint, the boys. Uh, the boys. You know, in the boys, when they had the little rating for each superhero, where they're like. Uh, you dropped with the uh, you dropped with the, <laughs> the black community bomb. Yeah, you're right. Your QR ratings going down. Yeah, your point, yeah, losing points here. They be on live updates of like how this shit was dropping. That that shit was crazy. Uh, but um, I feel like but Jesus through the roof. I do want to say this, right? I, I, I do think the all of this banter, the Mike James, this this entire conversation, like Scruff saying, I do want to agree with Scruff a little bit, like. Uh, if I land in the perfect storm, I land in the perfect storm, no matter right. how or why. Right? I'm, I'm the chosen one. Hey, and and if you stay in that perfect storm, who's to say you couldn't do it anywhere else? I mean, I don't know, but right. if we got, if we if we need a hypothetical to figure out how other guys are better than me, I'm pretty great. Right. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> so I don't. I don't want to. Like you said, I don't want to undercut Steph here, but. I, I do want to say Mike James shouldn't have been vilified, and and I, I do understand where he was coming from. Yeah, if you if you go watch the clip, I don't I don't understand why people were coming at him. He he didn't even say anything disrespectful towards no, towards Stafford. Like he he explained it in the way that we're explaining it now, for real. Yeah, you know like, people not watching the explanation wrong. They taking that yeah, three seconds. Yeah. They gonna look, take three seconds and run with it. Yeah, that's the sad thing about it. But uh, that was well said by, uh, by by all you guys right there, man. I think like we, I think we all are on the same page that Steph is an all time great. You know, it's no, it's not a question. He's, 
he might be in that top ten we were talking about earlier. Who knows? Absolutely. No, I mean like when it's all said and done. All <laughs> said and done. His 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 chap his chapter is not finished being written. Like, hey, neither like, neither is neither is LeBron's. Y'all was ready yes, to kick him out the LeBron, top five. But Le, the reason we can talk about LeBron is because he's he's got a little more I think when it comes to greatness than than anybody else in basketball right now. I mean, how great is he really? If if we let, if he's so great, then how come Steph Curry got so many damn chips? Because if he was so great, he wouldn't be winning any. And that's when you're that's when you're quantifying. Jordan was on top. You're quantifying it by one factor. So then quantifying it only by one factor, and that's winning chips. And I think do we need to do we need to boost Brady then? Because a lot of people didn't eat on his watch. Yeah, that's why I have him in my list. Not true. And that is true. People, people, people threw Matt Ryan in the trash after he lost to Brady. People act like people act like he was never good. Wait, hold on. A lot of quarterbacks yeah. ate when Brady was there. Brady just lasted Man. so long and won chips over such a long period of time. Right. Like Brady's first chip was in what, like 06 or something? Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah I think it was 01, actually. Bro, 01 for his first chip, and his last chip is in what? 21 or 20, right, right. whatever it was. Like, that was crazy. Or or Longevity is a definitely a major variable in this conversation. Man, it, damn, bro. We're going to we gonna have to bring this conversation back for the top 10. So, fellas, let's make sure we keep that on our mind uh, for a future show with that. But uh, we, we keep it pushing from this. Yeah, right, right. Let's keep it pushing from this Steph Curry, Mike James. And uh, let's move on to y'all's guy, everybody's guy, KD, man. <laughs> KD, how are we feeling about KD? Man? How are we uh, feeling about KD right now, man? Are we feeling like, like the are y'all are y'all mind changing at all as more things come out about this situation? Is it is like, <clears throat> bro, I'm starting with you, man. Uh, where, where where are you saying on KD right now? I mean, I think I said it earlier in the offseason. Um, his legacy is gonna be. The guy that, like, we're all going to, like, we were just talking about greatest athletes of all time, right? There was a point in time where it was KD or LeBron, like, who was better? I don't think that conversation really is is the same. Or, or maybe you could say who's better, like, right now, but who's greater of as far as their careers? I don't think KD's career is even comparable to Bron's right now. Like, and it's because of stuff like this. Like, this is how we'll remember KD. We'll remember him for saying – Fire this guy, fire that guy, or I'm out. Or I'm going to go to this team. I'm going to bring this homie with me. I'm going to bring that. Like, am I going to ever remember a championship win, like a, a signature, you know what I mean, game? Am I going to remember, you know, like, like it's always something with KD, whether he's yelling at a fan or yelling at the owner to get rid of the coaches. But uh, I just I just want KD to ball, man. I don't, I don't even really want to talk about KD again until the season. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's just wild that, like, you know, and, and I talk about it all the time, Rome, and you always hold me accountable, which I do appreciate because I am about the power to the players, uh, the power to the players' movement, as I call it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the tide has shifted and the players have more control than anybody in an organization, as, like, we've seen in the history of America with things like unions. That's why unions exist, right, to give workers power. Right. And, you know, players have gotten to the point where they're more powerful. And, you know, another thing, too, you're never going to be like less powerful than someone that you make more than. Right. So if you got a player making 40 million, the coach make six million. What the hell? You can't really tell him what to do. He's going to tell you how you want to do it. And you got to coach him up in that way. You know what I mean? 
But what are you doing with where, the power? You know, where, that's the problem with KD. It's like, what are you doing? Okay, so you have power now. So what are you doing with it? You just running them up. You turn into King Joffrey. And that's, and that's the, and that's the question is has he reached that point do we feel like that or is it like Absolutely. do you reserve or or scruff though do you reserve the right to get in a situation and realize these folks not who I thought they was like do you not or do you not reserve that right you know what I'm saying because I feel like that right I feel like KD reserves that right bro which is why I feel like I'm not as mad as a lot of people I'm seeing out here you know what I'm saying in, in the sports spheres about this Nah, I think I think I think ultimately, first thing I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna start with this. I'm gonna quote the 48 laws of power, right? And say law five is that uh, so much depends on your reputation. You need to guard it with your life, right? And that's the reason KD is going down, words in the in the views and the eyes of greatness and everything that we're talking about. Because what we've seen from him is that he's run amok, right? You go to Brooklyn, yeah, you got people over there, you say, Yeah, green light on the coach. Yeah, I like Steve Nash. Bring him in. Steve Nash is our guy. Yeah, fuck yeah. They making comments right before the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get together with our guys, yada, yada. Now this man said he wanted him to get a trade. Then he said he need to fire the GM and the coach. That's craziness, bro. Organizationally speaking, from an employee to do that. Imagine, bro, I pull up, I pull up here and some shit like that. Like, I'm working for, for somebody and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm the top employee here. But, uh, you won't keep me. You're gonna have to fire the secretary. You're gonna have to fire HR. And the cleaning guy don't like him. He looked at me funny. <laughs> what kind of organization? How do you look at the organization? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need you to fire. Yeah, your, your whole chief of staff. I'm gonna need him to go. You know what I'm saying? And like, not even like small positions. We're talking about the one and two in your organization. Besides the owner, we're talking about one and two on the hierarchy of, of positions. He basically going in there and saying, "Hey, fuck your hierarchy. Fuck your organization." Essentially, I am the organization. Y'all not gonna trade. Fire the GM. You know they just gave him an extension. They just gave yeah. him an extension <laughs> three weeks ago. You saying they gonna give this man an extension and then KD's gonna call for this job and they're gonna actually they're gonna fire him? How absurd would that be, bro? That goes beyond fundamental business practices, bro. It's absurd, bro. It's the, the it's crazy. So the fact that he came in and said, "Oh, I need you to fire the coach." And the GM. And the GM? All right. All right. The coach? Okay. I would have let him go with the coach. But the GM, too? He just got his extension. Like, that's not going to happen, bro. So that's, like, absurd, bro. The ego is crazy. Has he earned that right? Nah. As a matter of fact, he signed a four-year, five-year contract. So if he wanted to earn that right or whatever, he didn't want to have no obligations or whatever the case may be, he should have signed a quarter sort of contract, man. You know what I'm saying? Could have been doing strange. what LeBron was doing. He could have held his leverage. Right now, he doesn't have leverage. But he acting acting here trying to act like he got all the leverage in the world. And he's like, nah, brother, you want the contract. So unless you're going to Ben Simmons it for the next four years, bro, you're going to have to show up and play ball, bro, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Scrub, go ahead, bro. You got that in the end, bro. All right, well, Scrub, first off, calm down, all right? But second off, like, damn, so you tell me you don't reserve the right to realize something's not what you thought it was. And oh, so I, you mean to me, word means nothing these days. Contractual obligations mean nothing. Bro, you signed, you con- you signed right, the contract, right, man. 
Bruh, 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 bruh. Remember, and though. You, like, you made you, your obligation to be there, bro. You got everything you need. You sign a need. contract in the NBA, you're doing just that. You're signing a contract in the NBA. Because anytime your your contract can get traded to another team, and it's not like, don't shit change in the contract. You know what I'm saying? Another team just picks up that contract. But, but, but like, they can't just trade your contract to, uh, you know, to uh, fucking Lidos. You know, yeah, they but the organization the has the right to, to do. Uh, they the organization has to do what's right by them. So at the end of the day, it's like, all right, if, if me getting rid of you is going to derail my entire organization, then what are we doing? We running business, or we 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 catering to your demands? That's not how a business but runs. Yo, but a business has we, needs. But we're entering a space where if you get one of those top players, you better be ready to cater to demands, and. That's where we're going with this, bro. And that's nah. what people and that's a problem. No. And that's and you know a what? Problem. The Nets, but the no. Nets were cool with it when they got them dudes, bro. And now that's, that's the problem. The that's the problem. Play. If you're the Nets, you can't play both sides of this. You and that's the problem. They started out, they gave them too much power. Hey, if the Nets, if the Nets, all right. So here's my I'm gonna bring it back full circle. If the Nets fire Steve Nash and the GM on command of KD. They simp it straight up like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to be out here doing all that, bro. You out here like literally, they you know what I'm saying? Like literally just surrendering. <laughs> they fire everybody to keep KD and just bring in like a random like KD's old coach from Texas as the head coach or something. You know what I mean? Look, like, yeah, they, they bro, this, you, you're applying business principles and, and ethics. This is business, bro. It's a business. Right. Partner. And KD is doing business, right? Because um, this is nothing more than what uh, Harden did in, in Houston. KD's not willing to, to get fat and wear the fat suit. So he's trying to use the leverage that he has, right? He's trying to he's trying to hold court, the, the court of public opinion, right? We know the fans are going to like KD more than they like Sean Marks and, and Steve Nash, uh, regardless of if Sean Marks is a great GM or not. We can't get another KD. We can get another Sean Marks. <laughs> we can get another Steve Nash. We can't get another KD. And um, I, I don't really like Sean Marks, but you were able to get Kyrie, Harden, and KD on the same team. I cannot get away from you. But I, you, you started with the forty-eight laws of power, and I think this is KD's issue, right? We can't rank you in the greatness because we want to see our heroes face adversity. We don't want to see our heroes run from adversity, right? Some of our favorite movie heroes, some of our favorite TV show heroes, bro, they're great because the villain was strong. You know what I'm saying? The villain was great. Uh, uh, Joffrey was was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So Jon Snow had a lot to go through. We, we need a good villain. And KD has kind of won. Like, Golden State was a great villain, but you joined the Warriors. like, And now you're in Brooklyn. It's almost like every... Time you get adversity, you're trying to run from it. And and I don't think Katie's trying to run from it. I think he's just trying to use business, right? I, this is my leverage. I have the leverage of public opinion. But it does hurt his reputation, which in turn hurts his legacy and his greatness. And I do think Katie is in a spot where he's playing for legacy. So you need to do things that help your legacy. Like, bro, Katie should be sitting down and saying, uh, we're going to win with the Nets, and I don't care who you put on what team, we're going to go through you. 
I don't care what Kyrie wants to do. I don't care if Ben Simmons suits up. I'm KD, and I'm going to win. But that's not what we're seeing out of our hero. We're seeing, uh, we got to, uh, I don't really like how things have worked out. I thought it was this, and now it's this. We don't want to see that. We don't like that. Like, we don't like that. We don't want our, we don't want our hero making excuses. So, yeah, KD <laughs> is try, trying to hit reset on franchise. That's exactly what he's trying to do. And we all know if you Yo, play the team, you in franchise mode and things get, man, I'm going to just start over, man. Like, and that's what KD is doing. And that's the problem. I think he needs to sit back, buckle in with the Nets, and figure out how to make that team better. I mean, K- but, Kobe but, asked for a trade in time. So it, it, it's not a knock to ask for a trade, but at the same time, Kobe didn't join a team that he lost to. You know what I'm saying? KD's history has uh, not afforded him this moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, but Kobe didn't yeah. say, yo, fire Phil Jackson. <laughs> yo, so let me, let me throw did. this out there. If because this is my big problem with KD saying, you know, fire the coach and the GM. Uh if the net if they do that, right? And then the Nets decide, KD says, I want Bryce as my head coach and Scruff as my GM. Do y'all take that job? If he does that, essentially, totally change my narrative about KD. Essentially essentially your job now though is to kiss KD's ass. Because if KD if KD decides halfway through the season, you know what, Bryce, that was a terrible fucking call. I want your ass fired. Scruff, yes, I didn't tell you to sign these I'm motherfuckers. Fired. I want, you're out of here. Like, right. that's what I'm like. It's a terrible right. president. It's a it terrible is. president. That's facts, bro. That means, that's fact, bro. You, it that, means that, nothing, too. Because he, he, he endorsed Steve Nash. That was his pick for head coach. So yeah. we got in the situation by listening to a dumbass. So why are we, we don't know now? <laughs> but yo, that's the biggest problem with the end. That's one of the biggest problems. My bad, T. Go ahead. We do not know if Steve Nash was his pick. For we all don't I know, know that, but every, that's, that's 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 everything that I, I heard. That was that's what I heard. Census agreement, brother. Kyrie and KD wanted Steve Nash, but yo, the biggest KD problem because the they had NBA, a relationship in Golden State. Remember, one of the biggest problems the NBA faces, though, bro, and I always believe this is like the fact that, and maybe it's just a sports thing. Most sports at this stage that the coaches make so much less than the players, bro. If you're a player, bro, like, that's like, like, yo, and I make more than you. If I'm the player and I make more than you and you the coach, like, the the respect level is already, like, it's not really even. It's not really neck and neck, bro, unless they're an NBA legend or unless they prove, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, I don't know, bro. I feel like where we are now with it, it makes it real tough for coaches, yo. Yeah, but very true. Because the discrepancy is crazy at this point. To be fair, coaches are not the commodity, bro. It's, 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 it's the it's the players. Like, if, if I'm KD, I have accomplished more than Steve Nash. So unless you have a Greg Popovich, bro, I can tell Steve Nash, I'm not running your play. You need to get traded. I thought you was ass with the Suns. Like, I can do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> like, uh, it's too much power, man. It's too much power. You think it's too much power? <laughs> yeah, I feel is. like it's not too much power yet, but it's a lot of power. And like, yo, up. that's what maybe that's what it should be, bro. Like, I think like, who, like why? Not like, not everybody, was- not everybody needs that kind of power, man. Like, just because some players can handle that and make the right decisions, make the right moves, LeBron doesn't mean that everybody else can. Bro, it, well, hey, 
Rest in peace to uh, my guy, Bill Russell. You know, I had him on my Mount Rushmore. You know, we did that for NBA a few weeks back. And uh, one of the reasons was because he was a player coach, bro. Like, with the amount of power the players have right now, I'm surprised we haven't seen a player, the player coach be brought back. Because, like, why the hell not? Like, who they going to listen to more in the huddle, bro? Tyron Lue or LeBron James, bro? Like and I and I and I rock with Tyron Lue. Who are they gonna listen to more, Frank Vogel or LeBron James, bro? Yeah. Even when he's not in the game, even when LeBron not in the game, bro, they gonna listen to LeBron, bro. Come on, bro. No, they're not gonna listen to LeBron. He was in that terrible ass Space Jam movie. Right. That's gonna be an excuse. They listen to LeBron, bro, in that situation, and like I feel like yo, with the amount of power, they already started. I guess it's the reverse nowadays. You got player GMs instead of player coaches. I think I think wise man said they say you you you, you lose them how you get them right and they got KD they changed the next organization changed everything about themselves to 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 be like to do everything for this for this KD oh yeah we going they had a great coach actually Kenny Atkinson's a great coach you they know what Kenny Atkinson if I'm the Nets all right we, you want to build with us we're gonna build the Nets way this is our coach this is the guy we have we're not gonna clean house and build everything your way because that's like then you just you just literally have no backbone that's like you know what I'm saying you get in a relationship and you change everything about yourself all of a sudden scruff got to shave his beard and shit like what the fuck why would i do that you know what i mean like changing everything about yourself to accommodate the players it's a bad precedent and now the nets are already way too deep on that i, I think you can do more culture building if you're like in an nfl situation where you're doing profit sharing right no matter what the browns make no matter what the, the Packers make, we're, we're sharing profits. Uh, the NBA, you have to sell tickets. You need to bring in revenue. So uh, I understand your culture, but sometimes we need Gilbert Arenas versus uh, trading him when we know he's a knucklehead. Sometimes we need a, a, a KD and a Kyrie versus having a team that's built to win and maybe only get, get to the first round of the playoffs. You got to sell tickets, bro. The name of this game in the NBA is sell tickets. Man. Uh, one interesting thing, though, before it escapes my mind is KD is calling for the jobs of uh, a GM and a coach. Why isn't he calling for Ben Simmons to play? <laughs> hey, man, you got you to gotta go for something realistic, bro. That's another conversation <laughs> for another day, man. We ain't getting into Ben Simmons tonight because y'all know how it goes. We start. Yeah, you know he's trending Simmons. today, though. I know but let, 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 hey, let's keep it pushing, man. Passes KD. So I think y'all all got valid, gave some valid points to KD conversation. Uh, I just wonder how soon it'll get resolved, man. And I feel like this going to be something that drags out to the last possible moment. I remember when it first started, Scruff was like in a group chat, he was like, I guarantee you this deal yeah, is just, done before the end of the night. <laughs> I said he'll, I said he'll be a Phoenix by dinner time. Talking crazy, bro. Like he has sources. You nah, but I thought, like he has sources, I thought that's bro. the kind of power he had, bro. Nah, he had that type of power, bro. He they too old. That type of power. Yeah, they said hold up, chill, bro. You know we gotta humble you one time, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my guy Scrib, shout out to my guy Chris Scribble, man. He been saying that. You know, Katie's gonna end up playing for the Nets, and he's been saying that for a minute now, like from the jump. So, like, maybe yeah. he was right all along. We'll see about that, though. Uh, let's keep it pushing. Man, we got I got a quick rapid fire for you guys. Uh, we got a, 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 
a new a new uh a new little a new little form of content here man where we're gonna run through some some camp headlines and uh shout out to my guy wrong because he came up with this with this segment man it's called big deal or no deal y'all seen the game deal or no deal <laughs> it's not like that at all but big deal <laughs> or no deal you uh you pretty much gonna tell me if this headline is a big deal or if it's if it's no deal at all we shouldn't have to worry about it so let's run through them real quick First off, Jerry Jones says he has choices when talking about head coach Mike McCarthy. Big deal or no deal, Rome? Let's hear it. Oh, I think that's a big deal, bro. I think that's a big deal. Who opens up the start of their whole season talking about, oh, by the way, like, I know I chose you as my head coach, but I had lots of choices, lots of options, like, you know, I could have chose Sean Payton. I could have chose this guy, you know. But I really like you. That's why I picked you. Like, no no other owner. Like, the Eagles didn't start off their, their opening presser for the 2022 season saying, we really like Jalen Hurts, but, you know, we looked at all these other QBs. Like, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, if I'm Mike McCarthy, uh, I'm taking that as I'm on the hot seat. Is 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 when a, when, get to the at least the NFC championship or you out of there. Like that's, that's clear. The writing's on the wall. Right, 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 right. All right, all right. Uh, it's rough. Deal or no deal? Definitely a big deal, man. That's crazy, bro. Are you gonna say that to your coach before the season start, bro? I know you're trying to keep him in check. Like, all right, you know, basically, like, yo, if you don't win, you going. But that's like, yo, you at the wedding, man. You at your wedding? <laughs> like, yo, I had a lot of choices for this right here. I had a lot of a lot of options. You know what I'm saying? But I went with you, so don't fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of energy is that? Definitely a bad. It's a bad, bad culture. All right, T. What are you thinking? No deal. Who cares? The Cowboys have have continued to be the Cowboys throughout. Quarterback changing, coaches changing. Like they're still a. The Cowboys have consistently found themselves to be a six to ten win team, no matter who's coaching, no matter who's playing. It's no deal. I can't I, – and I was a huge – I thought the Cowboys actually had something last season. They suckered me in. Not this time, baby. No. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, see, I think I'm with you, man. And no, I'm going no deal, mainly because, like, bruh, it's the almost the end of August. We might have been preseason football. You're not firing your coach right now. So, like, bruh, regardless, he's going to get this season to prove himself. So how, why is it really a deal except for the fact that he said it? Like, if we know Mike McCarthy going to get this year, for sure. They've already been rumbling like, to Sean Payton, is that in third. But, like, and not by the fire this man three weeks for the season. So, to me, it's no deal. He would have no to go one six. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's not going to happen. So, no yeah. deal. All right. Let's keep it pushing. Matt Stafford sitting out due to elbow soreness. Big deal or no deal? Uh, you know, let's go with our resident – Matt Stafford fan club uh, <laughs> alumni alumnus uh, representative for the uh, oversight committee. Scruff, what do you think about uh, this this Matt Stafford elbow injury, man? You are the biggest Matt Stafford fan I know. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal, in my opinion. It's a little troubling, honestly, because um, it's like more like some like pitcher shit. You know, from what I heard, it's not that common of injury mm-hmm. from what Sean McVay said. He says more something like that would happen to a pitcher. So I'm thinking like Tommy John type thing is what I'm thinking. So I don't know. It's more like a tendonitis thing. 
but that's not what you want to hear going into the season. Now, hey, this is actually a perfect setup for you, Rome. He hasn't played this <laughs> late into the season before. So maybe he's <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, he's never played this late into the season before. So, you know, I don't know what the level of rest was there, but rest is very important when it comes to the arm. So hopefully he can get that rest in the preseason and make up for them extra couple weeks because he's not, you know, saying that he never played past week 17 before. So that's about five extra weeks. So hopefully the five next five weeks he gets an arm right. Otherwise, um, you step into that season, regular season, and you still have uh, tendonitis issues with your arm. Uh, it's going to be a poor season. It's going to be it's going to be an injury plague season potentially. That's the worst way you want to start out. And then Matt Stafford's not the quarterback for the Rams. Lord, I don't know who is. Because I don't know who their backup is. I think I think I'm in agreement with you right there, man. I think an elbow injury anytime you throw the football is very, very, very big deal. If I'm if I'm a fan of that team, uh, let's hope it's not you know one of those Tommy John type injuries. Although we've seen baseball players bounce back from that type of thing. Um, yeah, after the surgery, it takes a year. Yeah, you gotta get the surgery and it takes a year. So it's almost like it's like an ACL tear of the elbow, basically. Is how I kind of feel about it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, Matt Stafford is okay, man. Uh, Rome, big deal or no big deal at all for this Matt Stafford elbow injury? I'm actually going to go no big deal on this one. Um, it is it is a little bit troubling. Obviously, he's a quarterback. He throws the ball. He's got an elbow injury, right? So that that you know that raises a red flag. But I mean, I'll ask you this: This time last year, uh, do y'all remember Dak Prescott having shoulder issues in camp? Anybody remember that? Exactly. So, you know, it happens. Um, like like Scruff said, maybe maybe my man's just not used to throwing that late into the year. Maybe he needs a little extra rest. McVay is notoriously known for having easy practices and not playing players in preseason and, you know, taking it as light as possible. So his star quarterback's got a hurt elbow. I'm sure they're going to take it light and ease him back into it. Uh, so I'll go no big deal for now. All right. And those are my, those are some pretty solid reasons. So we'll 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 see if it ends up you know becoming something. T no big deal or no big deal on Matt Stafford's elbow. Absolutely a big deal. Absolutely right. Uh, and and I feel like I would have known this um, a few years ago, but like I, I, now I live with a quarterback, and I know <laughs> like how much the small variables affect not only the the mechanics but like up here you know matt stafford is a guy that can make every throw in the field like he's known for having a, an elite arm so if your arm is troubling and you feel like i have to deliver the ball differently um it's not like matt stafford was all like the most safe with the ball he was a guy that, that would throw picks and could miss throws already so uh, I, I think that's a big deal man you know i i got a kid that cares about arm elbow shoulder fingernails, uh, ball grip. Uh, we saw Brady care about how much the ball was inflated. Um, when I hear baseball uh, injury, like, that makes my eyebrow raise a little bit. Like, you know, those pitchers, like, similar to a quarterback, their delivery is everything. So um, if he's not even throwing in team drills, that to me, that's, to me, that's a big deal because what's more important in a quarterback than chemistry? Like quarterbacks working the offseason with guys to figure out chemistry, how how they run their routes. Are we seeing the same things? 
Right. Not throwing with, with the team. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. It's a passing offense. It's not like the Rams can run the ball down your throat. So I think they do. All right, I can't. Uh, it's hard for me to disagree with that at all. I think it's a big deal too. Elbow injuries for a quarterback. That's no bueno. All right, keep it pushing though. Uh, Joe Burrow missing all of camp after an appendectomy. I'll start with this one. Appendix. You guys appendix. appendix yeah. And I, and I'll start with this one. I think this is no big deal. Uh, people get their appendixes removed every day. B. Like literally <laughs> though. Like every day somebody getting their. Somebody's complaining of a stomach ache in their side and it ends up being an appendix. I know multiple people this has happened to, and they're able to bounce back in a matter of weeks. Burrow's lucky that this happened during the off season and not during the regular season. Because if it was a regular season thing, it'd be a big deal. So he's gonna be missing three games probably to get to get healthy. But it was perfect timing. Uh, you know, as, as much as an appendectomy can be perfect timing, this was perfect timing for him because it'll be, I think he'll be ready just in time uh, for the season. Uh, T, what you think about this one? Big deal or no deal? No, no big deal. Stat, um, Barrel's a young guy. Um, he he knows those guys. He knows those receivers. Um, playing with a guy that he played with in college, <laughs> like it's not. I think he's fine. Like also, he's surrounded by so many weapons. It'll it'll shake out. You know what I'm saying. The, no deal, no deal, no deal, no deal at all. All right, Rome, what you feeling about this one? Yeah, I'm going to go no big deal on this one. Uh, kind of like the Matthew Stafford one, though. It is a red flag just because he's missing a little bit of time. Uh, something that T said about Matthew Stafford that is huge is the chemistry. So I think that might hurt Burrow a little bit. But, I mean, it's something that they could get worked out. He's it's Basically, he's just missing practice time. When he gets there, he'll be full go, and he'll be able to make up all the, all the missed time. So no big deal. Agreed. Agreed. Scrub, what do you think? It's no big deal at all. I don't even need to explain why. All right, so we got our first <laughs> consensus. No big deal. All right, let's last – no, not last one yet. So next nah, one, that's last. we've got uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got New England. New England beat reporters are tweeting that Mac Jones has regressed since his rookie year. Regression from Mac Jones? Uh, scrub, big deal or no big deal? It's big news, bro. It's not, it's not, bro, there's no shot, bro. No shot, bro. No shot. I believe that at all. Regress how? You know, and if so, like, what are we talking about here, man? What are we talking about here? Maybe he had a couple brewskis the night before or something. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about here? A couple brewskis. He do look like he, he do like he slugged the brewskis, man. He definitely right. looks like he slammed. He definitely, like- he definitely, he definitely takes you as a guy that like you know you take the little poke the little hole in that joint, you drink the joint like this on the side it. and shit. The shotgun. <laughs> He looked like Mac Jones. Getting brewski vibes for sure, man. That's my guy. But he reminds me of some of the boys we we went to college with. Yeah, he definitely had too many brewskis. Maybe I think he'll be fine come season though. But hey, according to uh, you know Joe Biden, DUIs are no issue, so he might like Mac Jones a lot. He's got a few of those. Chill, bro. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Say that for the pre-show. All right, so we. What, what, what are you guys thinking? Uh, Wrong, T. Uh, I'll start. I think, with you, bro. I think, um, I think it's a big deal, but not because of Mac Jones. I think, uh, any re- signs of recession, if he's missing passes in practice, I think that might lean more on the receivers 
the Patriots receiving room is is not the greatest to say the least. Um, so I don't know if it's as much on Mac Jones as much as it might just be the overall passing game. And they just lost Josh McDaniels. So things might look a little funky there in, in training camp for the Patriots. Um, so I'll say big deal, but maybe not because he's of, of him specifically, just overall for the Patriots is a big deal. Excellent point, Ron. I think the Josh McDaniel point hits the nail right on the head, man. And I think that that's – I literally was going to say that. If there's any reason why he's looking like he regressed, it's probably because it's a new play caller and it takes time to get comfortable. He should still be hitting on the plays if it's the same system. But from my understanding, the Patriots have shifted to the Mike Shanahan zone, zone running scheme for the first time uh, with all their playbook being zone runs. So they've been working on that all offseason. And it seems like, you know, maybe there's other things that have changed. I don't know. But they are changing things in the offense with the departure of Josh McDaniels. So uh, great, great point, Ron. And, I, and I'm with you. At first, I thought no deal, no big deal. But the more I think about it, it's kind of a big deal. Because, like, how could somebody that showed as much promise as Mac Jones be regressing right now? That doesn't make a ton of sense. Even with the new uh, coordinator, whatever, all you got to really do is pass the ball, right? Like, why are you regressing? I'm a little confused with this. We'll see how it plays out. I think when it's all said and done, it'll be end up being no big deal. But if Mac Jones regresses this year, we're going to point to this moment like, damn, they were right. Yeah. So right now, it, it, it makes me raise my eyebrows a little bit, which is why I'm going to call it a big deal. T, uh, how you feeling about this one? That's a big deal. Like, when you, you guys said Josh McDaniels is gone, I thought about it. Who's the offensive coordinator? They don't have one. They don't yeah. have one. I literally just looked it up, like, because I was curious, like, who, who's calling plays? You do not have an offensive coordinator and your quarterback is struggling? Duh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad luck, Think about it. All right. When we were talking, we were just to go back, right? We were talking about greatest players, right? Brady's on that list, right? Uh, quarterback out of all the sports, man, man that's probably the most uh, – everyone else dependent position, right? Um, no matter how great you are as a quarterback, you need an OC, you need a defense, you probably need uh, receiving threats, you might need an offensive line, you might need a running game. Like, There's a reason Brady left to go to Tampa Bay, right? He didn't leave and go to the Bears. He didn't leave and go to the Browns. He left to go to a team that kind of had pieces in place. Bro, you don't have an offensive coordinator? Like, that's a big deal. And I, that mm. might not even – bro, you're talking about Mac Jones regressing, right? Uh, imagine you hired me as a uh, uh, a driver at UPS, Rome, and after year one, I don't have any balls. <laughs> <laughs> you know logistics. Yeah, so, like, obviously I might know how to drive, right? But – I don't know how to deal with every situation. I don't know how to deal with every variable. All I have is last season to look back on. And last season is not this season. And that's a big deal. I think the Patriots are looking directly at a top five draft pick. Wow. That'd be crazy. Spicy. It's almost like if that happens, that is, yo, that's a good take. If that happens, that means they severely underrated um, what Mac Jones, Mac Jones' potential, what he was going to be this season. Nah, bro. Obviously, they're high on him. Nah, I think not bringing a specialized offensive coordinator just to be with him at all times. To, bro, 
You it's important though. Usually the quarterback, really the quarterback and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach are like fucking like this, bro. Maybe Bill Belly calling the plays though. Bro. That would be a crazy legacy if Bill Belly called the plays and take Mac Jones to Bro, uh, if, if Bill Belichick is a defensive guy, if he starts yeah. calling. Bro, that's terrible. We so no, nah, chill. Bill Belly got Bill Belly got the full circle knowledge of bro. the game, bro. Trevor Lawrence made a Trevor Lawrence had a bad coach in Urban Meyer, and it it, it made him look pedestrian. What do you mm -hmm. think having no coach makes you look like? <laughs> like having no OC. Good point. Good point. Good point. It it, it, it sounds mad weird. It sounds. Very, and we get we get we can save this conversation for another another time because it's getting late. But like I think that's a lot of Bill Belichick ego. This whole no OC I thing. Agree, like like you got Brady gone. Now you going you gonna take Mac Jones? You're a defensive minded coach and you don't got an OC. I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of ego. Bro, it seems like he's just overconfident. Like, he just throws some stuff together. Like, oh, it's okay. Man, yeah, look, you know, like, you know you need certain ingredients. You know what I'm saying? You're starting to skimp out on certain ingredients. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I can make the cake without sugar. Like, okay. <laughs> well, I heard at the end of last season, I heard from sources that Bill Belichick was considering calling the players from the Patriots. I believe And it. now that he still hasn't hired the OC, I feel like it's more and more, it's becoming more and more likely. And I think... He, you never know, though. Bill Belly, Bill Belly treat his coaches the same way he treat the players. Like somebody got to earn that OC job. So he might have somebody that he got in mind, and he's going to promote them right before the first preseason game or the last preseason game or whatever. You know what I'm saying? All right. It, it, you've been calling the plays in practice the whole time, and you've earned your stripes to this moment the same way I make my players do it. You know, he keep a depth chart for the coaches. That's why he is Bill Belichick. You feel me? He plays no <laughs> games. So maybe that's what he's doing. But if not, man, I think Bill Belly go throw the headset on, have a had had a folder in the, in the laminates, and be be calling the plays himself. And I'll I'll respect it. And that could be another legacy builder for the greatest football coach. So that. here's the underestimation though that that's that goes into that though. So I think Bill Belichick's capable of calling plays, but is he capable of nurturing and growing a quarterback the way that a young quarterback needs? I don't know if he could do that. Oh, well, he watched the best one ever. This so, is a bad situation. He ain't nurture that boy. This All right. He left. This is, type, this is the type of stunt that gets a a, a a head coach and a GM fired. If I'm Mac Jones, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling for. I'm not. You got to trade me or fire the head coach and the GM. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Good try with that one. Mike Jones would be out of there. They trade his ass. See, that's why the NFL a little, still a little bit different. That's the problem, the, Bill Belichick is KD in this situation. He the one. He the hold all the power. He the GM and the head coach in this situation. Bro, this is like this is like when you break up with your girl and you expect her to fail, and she come out on top, and now you out here like watch what watch what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you trying to match it? Yeah, we all we all know a couple folks like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, she got a car. I'm about to get a house. You know, you get a better <laughs> car. You just try to keep up at that point. All right, that, you know what that's called? Simpson. Simpson. <laughs> I thought it was called it's, keeping it's up. Level, it's levels of simping, man. Bro, I thought that was keeping up with the Joneses. Tom Brady said, I do not want this head coach. They got rid of him. Bill Belichick said, I don't want no off I don't want no coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> Bill Belichick is acting like Irv Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Bill Belichick is an NFL Irv Gotti, bro. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an alpha mentality to some extent. It's like, okay, I can do it myself. I'm capable of doing it myself, and I can respect that to some extent. But a lot of times, you gotta know your strengths and weaknesses. I don't know if if, if you can do that, but if he does, I agree, Bryce. That would be goat like. It would. All right, well, hey, fellas, we've been going for a minute, but good stuff tonight, man. Pretty funny show. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch this one back. Hope all the listeners out there enjoyed the show tonight. If you did enjoy the show tonight, you definitely got to cop the pre-show. Pre-show was wild tonight. You can see us making a lot of references to simping because we broke <laughs> simping down to a science on the pre-show. So grab that, check it out, uh, comment on that. You know what I mean? Really, really tap in with us. Uh, the way to get the pre-show is on Patreon. Check any of our social medias. Are we plugging it daily? So uh, just keep keep up with us. Exit so it's on Patreon work. and it's on Spotify. Boom. Patreon and Spotify. So rock with your boys. We at Good Ass Sports on every social media outlet. Uh, and if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and just rock with us. We're here every Tuesday. It's supposed to be 930, but it ended up being like 1015. But that's because we got the pre-show for you guys starting at 930 now. So a little, little change in the schedule. Appreciate everybody for bearing with us on that. And uh, y'all know how we end every show, man. It's sports for the culture. Sports for, for the, the culture. culture.